Welcome to the Freedom Sessions, a podcast with just one aim, to get people thinking and questioning. How? Well, hopefully we'll put out some points of view that will stimulate discussion and debate. Anything to help us break free of dumb in all of its forms and many manifestations. I'm Lee Parkinson and this is episode one, The Last Man. Recently, a few mates and myself caught up on Zoom, which is a sign of our new, no normal world, and we started chatting about COVID-19 and the end of days. Somehow, this led to one of our group, Carl, talking about Nietzsche and something called The Last Man and how prescient it now seems. Friedrich Nietzsche was a German philosopher and cultural critic, and he wrote about many things, including truth, morality, aesthetics, cultural theory, nihilism, and the meaning of existence, and he was in many ways the grandfather of existentialism. He had a massive influence on Western philosophy and intellectual history. Okay, but what's all this got to do with the last man? Well, Nietzsche wrote a philosophical novel, Thus sprack Zarathustra. He was a philosopher, so of course he'd write a philosophical novel. In the book, after unsuccessfully trying to get the people to accept the goal of society as being to create and impose higher values, Zarathustra decides to confront the people with another goal so disgusting that he assumes they would be appalled and would choose the right path, the path of light, The awful choice he gave people was that of the last man. But instead of repelling the people so they came back to the path of light, they readily accepted the disgusting alternative of becoming the last man. Describing the last man as the goal that modern society and Western civilization were aiming for, Nietzsche warned that the society of the last man could be too barren and decadent to support the growth of healthy human life, or even inspire great individuals. The last man breeds a society that loses the ability to dream, to strive, that becomes unwilling to even take any risks, nor having a moral compass, instead simply earning their living, keeping warm, and being led like cattle to the darkness. As my friend was explaining this, it struck me that if we substituted the last man for the last society or last empire, it could indeed be viewed as some kind of premonition. Let's face it, compared to a year ago, we are already living in a kind of version of a dystopian world. COVID-19 has put paid to globalisation for the time being, and with countries closing their borders, it has just increased the amount of suspicion and conspiracy theories that are abounding around the globe. We are seeing a rising tide of nationalism and an increase in totalitarian regimes. The mainstream media is becoming harder to believe or trust, and social media is dumbing us down by feeding us news and information in bite-sized chunks where tiny morsels of opinions, misinformation and outright lies are drip-fed to us 
through a complex algorithm, echoing our confirmation biases. We are in danger of producing a society that's more and more unable or unwilling to invest in any time, in any way, into researching facts for themselves. We live in the shadow of reality TV, if ever that was a statement in irony, creating a populist culture that promotes likes and instant voting as supposed proof of engagement. We are surrounded by populist leaders whose personal likability and or ratings are far more important than any actual policies they may or may not have to serve the people. This dumbing down of the people has sparked keyboard activism through memes and instant online polls and easy ways to demonstrate our righteous indignation and outrage on Facebook just until the next issue surfaces to distract us and mock our outrage. Yes, Nietzsche was on to something with the last man, even if it assumes we will all become boiled frogs in the same saucepan without any anger, pain or determination to choose a different path. Thankfully, the fragile shoots of an authentic global awakening are beginning to break through, and some people across most demographics are beginning to say enough is enough and are taking to the streets. The protests in Hong Kong, the Black Lives Matter movement, the growing climate change outrage. Yep, remember that, it was the biggie in life before COVID. These are all but few examples. History has shown us that dissent is often the prelude to systemic change. However, change for good has to evolve from a position of we gather because we are against something to one where we stand together for something. So I was feeling pretty good as I tried to lift the conversation to one of hope until Carl replied, Well... Let's hope that this dissent is the prelude to change for good. However, I think I'm with Neil Postman on the other side of this argument. So, Carl is so good at these intellectual body swerves. So, he went on to send me an article discussing Postman's book called Amusing Ourselves to Death. And there was a passage that was discussing which dystopian future was most likely for our society – comparing George Orwell with Aldeus Huxley's view of these potential futures. 1984 showed that what Orwell feared most were those who would ban books, whereas Huxley's Brave New World feared there would be no reason to ban a book, for there would be no one who wanted to read one in the first place. Orwell feared those who would deprive us of information. Huxley feared those who would give us so much that it would be reduced to passivity. Orwell feared that the truth would be concealed from us, and Huxley feared the truth would just be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. Orwell feared we would become a captive culture, and Huxley feared we would just become a trivial culture. As for me, I've often thought that our biggest issue currently is not censorship, prohibition, or even our personal privacy being invaded, but instead being deliberately drowned in a sea of data and information where the only obvious nuance seems to be the source, and where we are now told that all information 
is simultaneously fake but authenticated, that it expects us to believe everything we are told and nothing at all. Because you know what? In a world of alternate facts, who cares? All that really matters are the ratings. But life is rarely binary, and so there is, in my view, a third dystopian alternative. This is the one we're living in today, where globally, the bastard child of both Orwell and Huxley's darkest fears is alive and kicking, where censorship, book burning and privacy violations are occurring, and we are also awash in a tidal wave of trivia, misinformation, fake news and conspiracy theories. I have ordered Neil Postman's book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, and look forward to reading it over the next few weeks. Interestingly, he originally wrote this in 1985, so this is definitely another prescient book. I'd like to thank Carl Davidson for the chat, the discussion and debate on what would otherwise have been a boring few days during the lockdown here in New Zealand. I'm going to bring Carl and others along in some upcoming episodes, where we'll talk about other issues that have never been more important than during these turbulent times. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Sessions. Our mission is simple, to provoke debate, awaken critical thinking, and to help people break free of dumb in all of its many forms. I'm Lee Parkinson, and until next time, keep safe, healthy, happy and well.